Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have believed in me and supported me through this journey. If you were to talk to people in the working world, the majority of them might say that the most confusing department in their whole organization is the HR department. Everyone knows that HR is important, but very few people know why. So what is the truth about HR? Well, in today's episode, we will discuss all the truths about HR. I am truly honored to have as my guest today, Anne Donovan. Now, Anne Donovan is a human resources leader known for developing new programs and training, dramatically improving employee retention and leadership performance. Conducting extensive employee feedback research, she designs initiatives to address underlining issues across many industries. Executives evaluate her talent by identifying core workforce needs and taking action to develop and drive projects. And successes include introducing retention programs, spearheading leadership development programs, and creating succession plans looking towards the future. Leading culture shifts and change management during highly stressed times and some of her specialties as well. She worked in some of the most well-known luxury brands in hospitality and has created high-performing teams by leading with some people-first philosophies. She creates and facilitates development workshops with high energy and eye of drawing people in for maximum learning. Anne's passion is helping companies and people thrive. She has a talent for spotting potential in people. She is passionate about growing people and giving them the support to realize their full potential. She is one of the nicest people that I have met so far on LinkedIn, and it's a pleasure to have her on today. Welcome to the show, Anne. It is so good to have you on today. Andrew, I cannot thank you enough for having me on your show. I'm excited about where we're going to be talking today, and I really hope that we're able to change some minds out there. So thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. And if I was going to have somebody on today, you would be the perfect guest for this from our conversations that we've had over the phone and text messages and emails. So I am excited as well. How are you doing though? That's what I want to know first. How are things going? I am doing really well. I am in the middle of growing my business. And for all of you that are out there in the growth phase, I'm pretty sure that you can empathize with me that it's a roller coaster. So I'm having a blast. I am learning a lot of new skills that mm-hmm. I don't think I would. And for me, what's really exciting is that I get to get out of my comfort zone and really push myself and see what I can do and can't do. So mm-hmm. that's what's new with me, Andrew. What's new with you? Well, what's new with me? Well, it's Tuesday, the day that we're taping this show. It's a Tuesday night. It's a little bit gloomy out here today. As far as stuff is going, this podcast is growing and growing every day. So I'm pretty proud of it. It surprises me how fast this podcast is growing. And I'm just going to continue to plug away and grow it. And what helps is having great guests like you on tonight. So that is exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. So before we begin, Anne, I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. So are you ready for yours? 
Well, I don't know. Well, yes, I'm going to be. (laughs) So my question to you is, what do you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? Oh my gosh. What do I wish I spent more time doing five years ago? Mm -hmm. So in 2018, I wish I had spent more time on the ski slopes learning how to be a better skier. Okay. So you're an avid skier. I am now. I'm still on the baby slopes, but I'm getting better. This season, I graduated to the blues, so I'm getting there. Wonderful, wonderful. I know that uh, skiing is a lot of fun. It's a winter sport for sure. It wasn't anything that I really ever got into just because I'm not a cold winter guy. I'm more of this is kind of my time of year, summer and fall I enjoy. But in Canada where we live, we have very, very cold winters so I wouldn't be out on the slopes I'll go out for walks and stuff but it's got to be decent weather if it's really really cold out you won't catch me out I hear you (laughs) I moved to Montana a while ago and when I moved out here everybody said the winters are long we have nine Mm -hmm. months of winter and you have got to find a winter sport so you can enjoy it oh for sure it makes it go by faster it definitely does it definitely does so I pick skiing. And here pick we are. Skiing. Well, there you go. Well, I appreciate you having fun with me. I just love to ask these questions to start my podcast because they're just interesting. And I always look forward to see what the guests are going to answer. So thank you very much for having fun with me on that one. And I just loved your answer as well. So thank you. You're very welcome. And why don't we start this fun discussion with you telling us a little bit about you and your story. Hello, listeners. My name is Anne Donovan, and my story is all things human resources. Mm-hmm. I got started in human resources almost directly out of college, but I took a course in college called, it was Industrial Organizational Psychology. And that is really what lit the fire under me to learn more about human resources. And when I graduated, I started working in hotels and operations because nobody would hire me with an HR. You know, no experience, not going to hire you. But to get the experience, I had to be hired. So I started as at a hotel in Chicago in operations and knowing that they had a very strong promote from within philosophy. And after a year and a half in operations, I moved into human resources and haven't looked back. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I learned HR from the ground up. I was an admin and moved into employment manager. And employment manager is where I really found my interest in my current work, increasing employee retention. I was flabbergasted by the high turnover that we were experiencing. And I Hmm. thought, how can we reduce this? And I started working on strategies then. It was 20 years ago. And That has moved me to where I am today because with turnover, it harms the individual, it harms the business, it harms the customers. So I really enjoy working with organizations on increasing their employee retention and creating a great place to work. So I had a podcast a couple of days ago and we were talking about she was in marketing and before that she was in psychology and I 
asked her, was there stuff that you've learned in psychology that helped you to be good at marketing? Or did you see a gap? So I think I heard you saying that you saw people leaving and you were trying to think, how can we create some retention to try to keep some good people here? So did you think that there was like a huge need and that's where you figured out that was your love and your passion? Yes. And the huge, it's as employment manager, I was responsible for recruiting and training and development. Okay. And with high turnover, I was spending the majority of my time in recruiting. And to me, it just felt like I was just spinning my wheels. I was doing the same thing day in, day out. I would interview, hire, orientation, and then that person would leave. And so I'd have to interview and hire and do orientation again. And to me, that just, there are so many other things that I could have been spending my time on had we retained those employees. Right. And there are so many other initiatives we've, we could have put out there to create a great workforce had we retained those employees. And so there was a huge need, not only with getting time back, because it wasn't just me that was interviewing. It was all of the hiring managers and the directors and the even the general manager wanted to interview quite a few individuals. And so it was not only time, but it was other resources that we could get back if we could hold on to our employees. Hmm, that is totally interesting. Your story is kind of the same as mine. When I went back to school after a number of years, I kind of wondered, I wasn't the most studious person in high school. So I wondered, you know, going back after a number of years, if I was going to be interested in it or stick with it. And I figured out pretty quickly that I had a love and a passion for HR when I was reading my textbooks. So I would be working and then I would study in the evenings or on the weekends. So there was many evenings where I would finish supper and I'd start to do a little bit of work. And then it'd be nine o'clock and my wife would say, okay, I'm going up to bed. And then I would say, okay, I'll be up shortly. And then it felt like a flash where she would be saying from upstairs, hey, are you coming to bed? And I would look at my clock on my computer and I would see it was like 1.15 in the morning. And I would be like, oh my God, I don't know where the time went. I just got into, I never thought that I would be into a textbook let alone notes and stuff. I never thought that would be an interest of mine, but I just could not put it down. And I would say, okay, I'm coming. I'd shut it down and then I'd go to bed. And then the poor woman, I would get to bed and say, I'm sorry. I was reading this and reading that. And I'd say, did you know that this? And did you know that that? And I learned this. And and she was just like trying to get back to sleep. She'd say, okay, well, I'm so happy that you're interested in in this, but can we talk about it in the morning? Because we both got to get up for work. So, of course, studying all this time and then being wide awake, I'm like wired because I've learned all this new stuff. And she was like half asleep and I was waking her up. So I knew right then after the first month, like, okay, I'm kind of hooked at this. And it just wanted me to learn more. And I started reading articles and started reading posts and books and all kinds of stuff to learn as much as I could. So I knew right away for sure. Was there one particular area or areas that really drew you in and kept you engaged in the material? 
you know what? I'm not going to lie, Anne. I think it was pretty much everything that I put my hands on. So it was from learning development to recruitment to you name it, employee engagement. It's like all the conversations because what was happening was that I was seeing stuff more and more, or I was having conversations with people more and more that you go with some friends and they're like, oh, they're talking about work and I, you know, this is happening and this is happening. And so you're kind of seeing things in a different lens, right? And then I started to kind of, my late dad would tell me that I became a little bit philosophical because I would change from siding on certain things to okay, I'm listening to this and then I wouldn't say anything and then I would talk to the other side and I would find out what happened and then I would talk to him and then I would say, yes, I agree with you on this. However, I spoke to so-and-so and I don't agree with this side. So he would always tell me, both up to the time when he passed away, that, you know, I was becoming very philosophical. He wanted me to pick a side and obviously his side, but I wouldn't pick a side. I would just be like, here's your story. Here's your story. And I'm going to figure out the truth in the middle. So I almost found myself doing that as well. So I would say pretty much everything, my long-winded answer there, in. <laughs> and it's great that you listen to both sides. It's the more that I get into the human resources realm, the more it is very gray. There's no black and white. No. And really do need to listen to all sides. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's, yeah, because there's certain things, you know, you tell a story and, you know, it's almost like, I find it's almost like broken telephone sometimes, and because you hear one side and they're telling you their side, but there's always something that's left out. So then you hear the other side and they're telling their side, but then you're like in your head, you're thinking, oh, I didn't hear that. So then you go back to the other side and you go, well, you didn't tell me that this happened. They're like, well, I didn't think it was pertinent or I didn't think it mattered. Well, I'm like, well, yeah, it does matter because I heard it on the other side. So it's just interesting to, you know, when you talk to both sides, that there's always something that's missing from the story. So totally, yeah, so everything pretty much caught my attention for sure. So so where does HR start in terms of past, present, and future? Well, there is a storied history to the world of human resources. And for most human resources practitioners, it all started with personnel and mm -hmm. Human resources was the personnel department. It was the administrators that kept the files and kept the everything running. They kept up with documents and the personnel files, the payroll. But if you if someone really takes a look at the history of human resources, yes, it started off with personnel administration, but for every for major events, you can follow where human resources will have an impact. And mm -hmm. human resources really got its start in World War One with there was a decreased labor force and there was a need for people to focus on increasing the not you couldn't really increase the labor force, but there was a need for employers to focus on raising wages. They needed people to focus on recruiting. They needed people to formalize employment efforts. Does that sound like something that we're going through right now? Mm -hmm. um, and so it all started with World War One, 
and then and it was called personal administration then and then it just grew so in the 1930s you had an increase in the labor movement and personal went through a shift then through world war ii through the baby boom and through every major epoch in modern day history you can see where hr had its impact Mm-hmm. And then that brings us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. So. so do you do you find there's so you find that there's been like an evolution of change as time has gone on? Oh, most definitely. Okay. So we're no longer administrators, and what we are, but there has been an evolution into where human resources has a much greater impact on the business. That it is a key stakeholder in running the business, and for me, it's all very exciting. And so it's Mm -hmm. fun to see the evolution of where we came from with personnel to where we are. And we see the shift now into the people and culture departments from human resources. Right, right. And I guess people had to kind of learn as time went on to deal with different facets of HR, you know, not just hiring and firing, but also dealing with different types of people as well. So the evolution of that, I'm sure, changed over the years for sure. Yes, it definitely has. And human resources Mm -hmm. has become more of the change agents and the communication. They drive the communication within an organization. They drive the culture. They create, they, with the leadership teams, they create that culture and where the organization is headed in terms of the people departments and where the workforce is. Okay. Wonderful. Well, so what is the, this is such an interesting question. What is the perception of human resources? I'm going to throw it back at you, Andrew. What do you think the perception is? And then I'll tell you my take on it. (laughs) Well, I think the perception is, is that when people look at HR, they Think of them as people that recruit, people that interview, people that track personal days and sick days, that approve vacation. And they talk about all the comings and goings as far as what's happening in the organization. So they pretty much know what's happening about everything that's happening. So I think that's the perception of what people, in my mind, what they think HR is. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts. It's, I was having lunch with a few people a few months ago and I, it was the initial meeting with them. And so of course we went through the pleasantries in the beginning, but then get into what I call the interview questions. It's mm-hmm. whenever we're networking, it's always turns to, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. And when I told them that I was in human resources, had been for a number of years and was just starting out with a human resources consultancy, you could see some people roll their eyes across the table and like, oh, human resources. And mm-hmm. one of the people said, it's, well, what good is HR? They're just there to be the principal mm-hmm. and they're there to get everybody in trouble. And so it's, I saw that as a great opportunity to change some minds and educate some people. Mm-hmm. But the as I talk to people, the perception is that HR is there to write the policies and mandates and to essentially they're the principal's office. It's, that's mm-hmm. where you go when you get into trouble. Mm-hmm. And throughout my career, it's always been, I would call somebody and I would have to say, it's, you're not in trouble. I just want to, I just 
want to get your feedback on something. Mm-hmm. And because HR is where people go to get every organization I've worked in, that's where people go to get fired. But I do see that the perception of human resources is changing and that mm-hmm. we are thought leaders. We are really good resources to, to get advice. We're good resources to share our knowledge to help organizations flourish. Hmm. And it's interesting that you say that too, because I think that people think those things that I mentioned before, but they don't realize that they talk a lot about the good and the bad of an organization. So I said earlier, the first thing that I learned about HR is confidentiality. So, you know, if you're working for a company that you know people that work there, you can't say anything to them about what you see or emails that you get. So that was the first lesson that I learned. I know getting an email about somebody that I knew that they were, you know, getting a moving up a position in the company And I couldn't like say anything to them. Like I couldn't email them. I couldn't call them to say, Hey, I just saw that you're moving up in a company. Congratulations. I I couldn't say it. So, and then when they said something to me, I would have to say, Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. I had no idea because I did, you know, I don't want them to see. They're not, they're not allowed to know out of confidentiality that I've actually saw that information. So it changes your perspective a lot when you actually get into that frame of mind compared to when you're not in there, you kind of wonder what goes on. But then when you actually get into it, you really see what's going on and you see all kinds of stuff, letters and things sent out to people. You can go into their files. So like I said, confidentiality is huge for sure. It really is. And that's like you, it's one of the first things that I hold dear in human resources. And that's our integrity that if we are out at the water cooler talking about everybody's salary or we're talking about disciplinary Mm -hmm. actions that were just taken, it's, Mm -hmm. it kills the credibility in a department and Mm -hmm. organizations can't suffer through that. So Mm -hmm. confidentiality is crucial. And then that leads into the human resources is seen as the compliance arm. That we're mm-hmm. there to hold people accountable for all of the compliance. Mm-hmm. And then the states, there's a lot of compliance, starting from everything with the equal employment opportunity to family medical leave and mm-hmm. on and on and on. So that's another perception of HR is that we're just there to be the rule followers. Right. And so it's, I'm excited to see that the perception is changing and that the work that we do is changing. That yes, we need the compliance, but we're able to do so much more. Right, right. Than just that. And when I was talking about confidentiality, like I first got my first glimpse of this, this was like way before I even decided that I wanted to study it. So when I started to study it and then I was learning about it, well, then it was way different for me because I was like, oh, this is what I was doing and this is why they were telling me that I needed to do this and why I needed to keep stuff confidential and stuff so it was totally interesting to see it from not knowing beforehand learning in the workforce and then studying it so it was very interesting for me for sure and can you give an example of that shift like you were in the workforce before and not in human resources so did yeah. you want to know everything and what was happening 
Oh, yeah. So I had a major interest in human resources for years. I just kind of hemmed and hawed about going back to school to study it. And that was because of my being shown different aspects of it, chance to help my managers look at resumes when we were hiring. And I got to help interview and I got to do like some little bit of recruiting. I dabbled with a little bit of stuff. I helped with a little bit of preparing an onboarding manual for a company I was working for uh, my younger years. So I dabbled a little bit in it and I enjoyed it. And it was just a matter of, okay, now let's get somewhere where I can really learn how to, you know, the full aspects of it for sure. So, so when I started to learn about it, I was able to go back and go, Oh, so that's why I was doing it that way. And that's why my boss was telling me to do this in a certain way. And what to look for and all of that stuff. So it was, it, it was totally different for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So where is HR going in the future? I am so excited about where it's headed. Mm-hmm. And I believe I alluded to it earlier in that with the shift to the people and culture departments, I was reading an article and please forgive me. I can't remember where it was that some people do see a delineation between the people and culture departments and human resources and that human resources will continue to be the compliance ethics regulatory arm mm-hmm. and the people and culture will be just that it's people right. first with organizational development mission vision values and developing that culture piece working on the employee employee engagement and the employee retention mm-hmm. and So that's where it's headed. But I, for me, I still do enjoy a bit of that compliance piece, but how does it fit into the entire people and culture aspect of the organization? Mm -hmm. And so it's really well-rounded, but it's, I'm excited to see that human resources is taking a larger role that it does. It's always had an impact on the business, but that now those impacts are really being seen. Mm-hmm. I do see talking to a lot of HR people that there is a great demand for development opportunities. So I think that's going to continue. I think that strong, empathetic leadership is going to be also part of the HR future. I think that building a strong company culture is going to be part of it as well. And I do believe that a development of focus on health and well-being, it's growing and growing. And I think in the more and more in the future, it's going to be very prominent uh, when it comes to human resources. I think they're going to be developing more training and more well-being training for their employees to make sure that there's less people needing to take time off due to burnout, for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely see those for sure. So do you think that past HR leaders have changed due to their perception? I don't think that it's due to the perception. I think that their HR leaders have really haven't cared about what their perception is because they know that the the good that human resources can do in an organization. Mm -hmm. And I see it more not as a change, but as an evolution. And human resources has from my perspective, has always been people first, Mm -hmm. but that's never, that hasn't been the perception. And so 
perceptions are changing, but I think that HR leaders have definitely evolved into where human resources and people and departments mm-hmm. are going now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still strong leaders. They do have a focus on the business. They are people first and they're just having more of an impact on the business. Right. Right. I, I mean, I think the perception changed for, for me, it changed during the pandemic for sure. I said, because and I think because some people are wanting to learn new skill sets and especially now I'm finding that more people when they're going in, especially for, when they're applying for jobs and they're getting into they're getting interviews, they are asking more questions to the interviewee. So I think that the HR is learning how to be prepared and answer these questions. So I know like people are coming in and they're asking, what's the, you know, what's the mission? What's the vision? What's the values? How is this company uh, as far as well-being? Do they have an anti-bullying policy? I think these are things that candidates are asking the companies. And I think now the interviewees or managers have to be prepared for these answers because I think that is going a lot of times it's going to determine whether the candidate is actually going to accept the offer of from the company because of that answer. I, I truly believe that. Oh, absolutely. And current candidates are looking more for a culture fit, the job fit, and flexibility in their role. And that if an organization, if somebody is looking for a culture fit and the organization does not suit their suit them, They'll go look for a job somewhere else. Right. It's no longer, oh, I have a job offer right now. I'm going to take it. I mm-hmm. really either continue looking for something else or I'll just right. stay in this organization and I'll adapt. Right. And I find that two people used to, when they applied for a job, I feel like they you know, applied for a job. And when they had an interview, I feel like people used to wait. They were willing to be patient and play the waiting game when they've had an interview. But now I feel like they, like you just said it, I feel like they will apply for a job, they'll get an interview. And if the next day somebody calls them for an interview two days later, they're going to go take it and they're going to go to the interview because like you said, they want to get the best fit. They're not depending on the one. They're being more driven to find the right opportunities for themselves as well, rather than just sitting back and, waiting for that first opportunity that might have come up, right? So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you could use one word to describe yourself, Anne, what word would it be? Oh, I like adventure. So the one word would be adventurous. Oh, I love that. I love that. I would definitely pick that for you too. I, I, I think you're very, I could tell by our conversations that you're very adventurous. So uh, especially with the skiing story, I think that, pretty adventurous for you to be learning how to ski for sure. So I commend you for that. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's I'm ready to take anything on. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure it out. And that's who I am. That's awesome. I love that. I think we need to do that more. I think I know I've become a little bit more adventurous myself, maybe not as adventurous as learning how to ski, but I am willing to try a little few more things that I probably wouldn't have done in my previous life or 
I'd say in the last five years, I would say, in my previous lifetime, I should say, or in the last five to 10 years, I think I've grown and I'm willing to try things as well. So I think it's important. It really is. It's that's where the growth happens and humans are by nature right. want to grow and evolve and it all happens outside of the comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts tonight, Em? Andrew, I could talk more and more about human resources, where it's headed, about employee retention. And so it's, I really, my final thought for today is I really want to encourage listeners to really get both sides of the story as mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and that could be perception changing. So mm-hmm. what everything is in, on the face value is don't take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Lots of perfect segue for what you said, Anne, because I know you could talk about this for different topics for a number of times. So I know that we have scheduled to have you back on at a later date. So that's exciting to hear you say that because I'm excited to delve into another great topic with you for sure down the road so can't and I, wait yes and i wanted to take the time to thank you for for joining me for this amazing conversation i thoroughly enjoyed it and I, I just love your authenticity and compassion for your job and what you do and i felt like since the day that we met you've been very approachable and you've always been willing to ex- extend your empathy and your ear and to make everyone feel special, especially me, especially meeting me the first time. And you've always offered solutions and offered advice to me. So I appreciate that. And I wanted to take time to thank you today for, for coming on as my guest. Andrew, I cannot thank you enough for having me as a guest. I have really enjoyed our conversation, not just tonight, but previously. And I really enjoy listening to your story. So I can't wait till the next time that we meet so I, so we can learn more about your story. I absolutely love it. And just so you know, Anne, you were stuck with me. So I'm not going anywhere. So I'll be around to tell you all kinds of stories and chat with you. So you're pretty much stuck with me for a long time. And just, uh, just let you know. Fantastic. <laughs> so on behalf of myself and my guest, Anne, I would like to thank you all for taking the time to listen today. And until next time, be safe. And remember, everyone, if we all work together, we can accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe 